Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindfulness Limit Speaks. This is a podcast where we are empowering ourselves as women and learning how to grow and thrive. We are into another topic that is it's a really popular topic, guys. I don't know a woman who hasn't dealt with this problem that we're about to talk about today. And I wanted to say that I really love that we have this huge community that we're building. And I wanted to say if you have any suggestions, any advice, any things you want to share, that you're more than welcome to leave voice messages here about it that I can maybe um, share with the community in terms of just maybe like a one-minute snippet of something that you've learned or a life lesson. I'd love to start to share these things. I think sometimes um, I'm getting a little bit of shares but some people are shy so if you do want to share please do and if not then please don't forget to message me on instagram we are going to be talking about this topic off and on uh, with other topics and what is the topic of today love and not just love how to heal a broken heart and subhanallah like i said i don't know people who haven't gone through that this is a part of life and today i'm going to give you some of uh, my advice on when we're going through healing ourselves what are some um, seven critical things to keep in mind that way we can start to move towards feeling better and subhanallah you know i think when we are heartbroken it's really hard to see past our pain and many people describe that fact that they can't even imagine ever healing, ever loving again, ever feeling better. And sometimes we can just feel like, oh, if I would have just done this or I would have just done that, maybe my situation could have played out differently. And yet the honest truth is that that's just not how life works, especially in Islam. And, and we know differently. So that's one thing that we do on this podcast is we kind of talk about like modern day situations and problems and getting some of um, that wisdom and like how does Islam t- teach us that we can better deal with it? Because the truth is there's a lot of self-help help books out there. There's all these programs and stuff. Guys, Islam is the complete package. Just there's a lot of information I find a lot of people just aren't aware of. That's already in the Quran and Sunnah. And it's the complete key to our healing. So I'm sharing some of that with you today and I'm excited about that. Um, I do post some of the things that I talk about into articles on my website at www.mindful-muslima.com. Like I said, any comments and questions on this topic, keep them coming on Instagram. It's the best way to find me, Mindful Muslim on Instagram. Okay, so there is one hadith that I want to share with you and to me, it is just one of those loaded hadiths with tons of information that has lessons upon lessons, layers upon layers and we can get so much out of it and I think it really speaks to the situation of healing a broken heart so the hadith that Rasulullah teaches us he said be mindful of Allah and you will find him before you get to know Allah in prosperity and he will know you in adversity know that what has passed you by was not meant to befall you and that what has befallen you was not going to pass you by Know that victory comes with patience, relief with affliction, and ease with hardship. SubhanAllah. There are life lessons in this hadith. I could even use this in other life situations outside of this. But overall, we hear words about the Qadr, that what has happened to us has been predestined or ordained. We hear about infinite wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the infinite wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and His ability to see the bigger picture for us. We hear about the fact that we are not forced, you, you cannot force something, and we can't. We can't put things into the way that we want them, and the way we want them to work. We can't play with situations until we get our desired outcome. Now some people, when they feel pain and they feel hurt, they need to blame. 
we get angry, right? We feel cheated. We feel robbed. We feel like it's unfair. We feel frustrated and hurt. We feel like somebody has to pay. We feel like punishing others or sometimes even ourselves for the pain is kind of what we have to do because of what we've been forced to experience. And then even some people take it to the next level where they look to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they blame him. You know, looking at Allah or looking at the creation of Allah and thinking that blaming it or harming it will make us feel better is actually a sign of a, that your heart is not in a good place or my heart is not in a good place. I mean, even going as far as blaming Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or trying to punish him by not praying or wearing hijab or just not talking to him or doing things that we know we shouldn't. It's just a sign that we're in a weak state in our heart and our heart really is in a, in a place where it needs healing because our iman is so low. Everything that happens is good for us. And sometimes when we get angry with Allah, it's really just because of our misunderstanding of that. We don't know what the alternative would have looked like. We assume it would have been better had this or that happened. And I just want to share you a very quick personal story in my about my life that changed the way I was able to think about this. It's not directly related to heartbreak, but it is very much uh, related to things that I love. And then it, it helped me to see the wisdom of this. So I want to share with you. I really hope it'll help. Um, I remember one time I was in a car accident when I was pregnant with my first child. So I was very young, obviously, compared to now. And it was raining. Someone had crossed lanes and they hit us. And they hit us in such a way where my car spun. It did multiple 360s, if you can imagine, in the rain. And I'm six months pregnant. It ended up um, inducing my labor. And I began to have my daughter prematurely at six months. So I was rushed to the hospital. Alhamdulillah, due to the nature of science and medicine today, they were able to stop my labor from happening. They have a medicine they could inject. And alhamdulillah, in the end, my baby was safe. Now, this seems difficult, right? My baby was put into danger. There was a lot of emotions. I was so afraid. My car was totaled, you know, and we were we were not rich at the time. We were poor and we're not rich now either. But you know what I mean? Like when you're first starting out as a new family, you're, you're super strapped for cash, right? So I had a totaled car. I'd have to figure that out. But you know what? After leaving the hospital, I learned that shortly after my little accident that I had, which was a very big accident to me, just up the road, a huge semi truck, one of those big like 18 wheeler ish type trucks plowed through cars, killing people as it had lost at the guy who was driving. He had lost control of his vehicle. Now, one of those cars could have been me. It was just up the road. I could have lost my baby completely. Subhanallah, Allah Kareem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Kareem. He gave me one hardship that I thought was big, you know, as we were young and it caused a lot of issues and I was scared for my child. But in the end, that hardship saved me, alhamdulillah, from another hardship that was just down the road and it could have been death to be honest for myself or for my baby because when you're pregnant you guys you know how 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 fragile life is inside of you now not all of us get to see things like this play out in our life where we can see at a glance what was behind us or in front of us and what what is about to happen or what has happened but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can always see this think about the view he has guys he's above us and he's above all of his creation he can see what has happened and what's about to happen next do we think he doesn't know what is good really have we so little faith and trust in him after he has created us and all of these people that we're having these relationships with? 
you know, uh, subhanAllah, your healing will come. And my healing will come when we accept what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed for, for, for us. Our trust in Him will set us free. I promise you because that has what has allowed me to get to the level of where I am. And may Allah help me to get to even better levels. Amin ya Rabb. But I'm telling you like the the feeling of ease that I feel during hardship now is directly related to my ability to accept the qadr. And when I couldn't accept it, I'm telling you, it was torture. And I know some of the torture that you all are experiencing because I have been there. And so what, the last thing I want to end you with today is what are some of the seven critical things that we have to keep in mind as we're going through the healing process of healing ourselves from a broken heart? The first one, guys, you have to really understand is that healing takes time. There's not like a speeding up in the process. There are lessons that you are supposed to be learning from this experience. There are lessons that I have learned from mine as well. And subhanAllah, what they like that's really true that saying, what doesn't break you only makes you stronger. It's really true because if you allow yourself to be broken, then you'll just end up being like shattered. And then the next person who finds you, you'll just be the same way for them. And it won't be a healthy situation there either, guys. So it's actually to our best benefit to pick up the pieces and get ourselves together, inshallah ta'ala. If we want any type of happiness, in the future but this time was given to us because Allah needs us to heal he needs us to reach the next level of ourself and you know many times that's because he has someone better waiting for us and you can't imagine being with anyone else and you can't imagine like that's just you haven't seen them yet guys I know I was divorced and remarried I know totally better never thought it could have been amazing so I'm telling you from experience don't don't worry so understand first of all it's a process it's normal it takes time takes totally normal so it's okay you'll survive so that's number one just understand healing takes time and that's okay number two focus on better controlling your response now i did an entire mini series called taking back your life it will start um if you just go back literally a couple podcasts taking back your life check it out it's like maybe like two three podcasts or four podcasts it will help you start to work through controlling your emotions Right now, when you're upset and you're sad, you can't control them. I know that. I've been there. But you can control them. Like you feel like you can't, but you can. You will learn that you are completely in control of how you feel and how you respond, even though you don't believe you are. And I'm going to explain that and you'll see some of the, the ways to do that. So also... um it's really helpful to also listen to other beautiful stories of Sahaba in the past who have suffered and risen again. So focusing on controlling your response and working into positivity. So some of those stories, I found them on the YouTube channel, Merciful Servant. If you don't know that channel, it is a beautiful inspirational channel by um, one brother, may Allah reward him and his team. And uh, they have beautiful short stories and um, really insightful, um, inspiring things. So please check that out too, inshallah ta'ala. So number one is understanding healing takes time. Two, focus Focus on better controlling your emotions and your response. Hearing stories of other people who have gone through worse sometimes helps us. And that was also the um, advice given to Rasulullah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he was uh, in Surah Duha, when he was like going through something hard, Allah was telling him to remind himself of people who have suffered more than you. Even myself, guys, sometimes I'll be honest, when I feel really, really sad, I start, I turn on YouTube and I start looking at people in, in, in the other countries who are war-torn countries and see all the pain. Mothers who have lost children, people who have lost limbs, people who have lost homes, people who are now orphans. When you see that pain, your pain is just so much smaller. And that's what we're advised to do as Muslims. Don't look to someone better than you, which is what we do. Don't scroll through Instagram and all the girls who are in love. Like that's not going to help you, right? Like go to people who have it harder than you. It makes your pain 
so much smaller and it helps. It really does. So number three, use this time to focus on yourself not the other person that you're hurt from. In building your relationship with Allah, it will heal that other relationship. Allah promises that um, the believing man is for the believing woman, right? So if I am if I become super low, low in my man, low in my heart, and then I think Allah is going to give me something better, that's not the truth, guys, because Allah's protecting other people from us the same way he's protecting us from other people he's most just, he's al-adl. So we have to understand that if we want like a better person to come along, we have to be a better person. That means we need to pray. That means we need to pray on time. That means we need to dress appropriately. That means we need to stop doing haram. That means like whatever it is in your life that you need to clean up or I need to clean up, we need to do that because Allah is protecting us from other people. What do you think we get to just be like, oh, I'm suffering, so it's okay. Inshallah, I'll be a better person. And in, in the meantime, Allah is going to give me somebody who's really good for me. No, not really. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair to them. Think about that. So I'm always really well aware that it's not good. Even that's really good advice actually for seeking marriage too. I always tell people like, fix yourself and Allah will give you something better than you. And if you don't fix yourself, Allah will give you something equal or lesser because I mean, that's just what's fair. Okay. So um, number four, fill your time with something else. Keeping busy is key. I mean, fill it with something like a hobby, work, don't sit on your phone wallowing in your pain, looking at old pictures. There's an old Christian saying, and it's actually pretty true. It says, idle time is the devil's playground. It is so true. When you have nothing to do with your brain, it just puts you in a worse place. Shaitan will talk to you and talk to you. In Islam, we learn the same thing. He'll, he'll trick you and he'll be like, yeah, you see, no one wants you. No one will ever want you. Um, you're ugly. The other woman he left you for is better. Or like whatever stuff that Allah is. SubhanAllah, keep busy with being positive. Do something don't just sit around and do nothing because it will definitely give you more time to destroy yourself. And this is something we're advised against. Always keep busy. And that goes into the next point, which is um, point number five, which is surround yourself with positive people, not people who are in a state of misery or backbiting and all this stuff. Like negative people will totally make your situation worse. More religious or positive people will uplift you. One thing I'm really grateful in my life, alhamdulillah, is that I have really great friends. Whenever like one of us is sat or down they always remind us of beautiful hadith or quran where allah has promised us that better is coming for us and we always leave each other feeling better so if you don't have a positive friend guys i know it's hard try try to find them or connect yourself with positive people kind of like what you're doing here you know when you're listening to a podcast that's good you know look out for those positive things and distance yourself from things that are not and if you don't have really great positive friends guys start to distance yourself from them a little bit and get a little hobby for yourself keep yourself busy but definitely move your yourself from uh, remove yourself from negative people it's not going to help your healing and number six I know this one's maybe touchy-feely but I have to say it because it's really really um affecting people stop listening to love music especially when you have a broken heart I know it's like the opposite of what people do I'm not going to go into my particular feelings about music here that's not why I'm mentioning this or, or anything like that But I need you to know that the Prophet, peace be upon him, warned us about how music can play with our heart. So think about it. If you're listening to like music um, where it's like, I love you, I miss you, I will die without you, you are my life, you're the air that I breathe, you know, like, what do you think you're going to be feeling, guys? Happier? 
No, it just tears you down. Like that's saying like misery loves company. Like we're just going to be wallowing and wallowing and wallowing. So if you want to stay in that state, you go right ahead and you keep listening. But if you think that you want to feel better, I know it's like you need to pull yourself out of that. Now, if you can't force yourself to listen to Quran, which will definitely soothe your heart, get a beautiful recitation. But I mean, if you're not there yet, I get it then at least stop just listening to the music. If you can't at least replace it with the Quran, just at least just cut down on it or cut it out completely because it's definitely toying with your heart and not helping you to heal faster. Number seven and the last one is think well of Allah. Reflecting will help us push past our pain. There's a line in the Quran that is often misunderstood. It is often mistranslated as after hardship, there will be ease. And that's actually not proper. The proper translation is within hardship, there is ease. You know, the problem with hardship is we can't see any good when we're in it. Everything seems like everything is horrible, right? And I'll give you an example. Um, for myself as a mother I was going through something really troubling with work and it was really hard it was a hard time I felt some pain I felt hurt for some stuff that was happening but I was reminded of this line of the Quran and when I did I was able to reflect on it and I looked around and I realized that my children's behavior was better than usual at that time allowing me less stress and I realized that my husband was smiling or kinder than usual more than usual and I felt more supported and comfort when I took my blinders off of my misery and I was able to listen to that line of Quran that in the Mal Usra Yusra within hardship, Allah is providing you ease right now. Right now. You're just not seeing it. You have to open your eyes and look. For you it might look different than what it is for me, but you have to find the good that exists right now within your pain because it's there. And when you have this trust in Allah, that he has your back, that he sees the bigger picture, that he knows something better is coming. He knows that person might have hurt you in the long run. You might have had a lifetime of pain. And once you trust Allah, you're going to start to feel better. And besides, guys, for every pain we feel, the Prophet, peace be upon him, taught us that suffering that we go through removes our sins like the leaves falling from a tree. It's a normal part of life. You will push past it. You will have success. You will strive. And if you have patience... And, and you trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, things will be better. And if you feel, um, you know, you can't be patient, just know that Rasulullah has taught us that whoever strives, truly strives for having patience, then Allah will bless them with the ability to have patience. It's a promise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best keeper of promises. So I, I hope this is a little insight, guys, into some of the seven critical things we need to keep in our mind. There is no magic pill to take it away. It is a natural process that, for whatever reason, you were meant to experience. And in that experience will be something beautiful if you choose to discover it. But if you choose to cover it up and just keep carrying on in the way that you have, you might not heal as fast as you could and you might not gain the benefit that you were meant to gain. So please consider some of the things that I've uh, suggested. You could always rewind and listen again. And please, please share this with a sister that is hurting, that you know might be going through something. We all need to help one another as women and wish the best for one another. And, um, you know, less competition, more, more empathy and comfort and love and gratitude. We really have to build each other up as women. So we're going to have more podcasts on love. Please continue to send me your suggestions. I'll talk to you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum.